live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Yes, sir! That's right, 10 minutes after 8 on Wisconsin's Morning News. It's a Wednesday. Eric Bilstead, Vince Petrano here with you until 9 o'clock. Greg Pancake Hill is producing the program. We're going to lead with a discussion about the race for state Supreme Court. And not so much getting into the weeds of that, but this debate over how much candidates for the high court ought to be revealing about their personal judicial philosophy or even their feelings about cases that may come before them. And the candidates debated in their one and only contest of that nature ahead of the April 4th election on Tuesday. What's interesting about this, Eric, is judges really aren't supposed to say how they're going to rule one way or another on cases that may come before them. So first, as to the issue of what do they debate for an hour? (laughs) (laughs) So... How if, do you steam your robe? Yeah, if you are not backed by a certain party, what else are we asking you about? Right. If you don't have feelings on this case or this issue or whatever, if they're not supposed to talk about that, then it's all this sort of judicial philosophy stuff. And actually what it devolved into yesterday was just a back and forth over whose ads are nastier. Yeah, and lots of commercial debate. And, right. That seems to be happening a lot now. That seems to be a thing that we hear in other debates, too, that it's a lot of back and forth on ads. Yeah, and... I don't know for voters that there's a whole lot of value in that. But what's interesting is the thing that most voters want to know is the thing that judicial candidates aren't really supposed to talk about. Because if you're a voter and let's take an issue that's you know important to you, whatever that may be, you'd like to know if there's litigation before the high court, how is he, how is she going to rule on that? But they are not, according to the judicial code, supposed to share that specifically with you. And I'll give you the exact area of the judicial code that claims to prohibit that sort of activity in a moment. But let's frame the debate even a little bit further. Uh, Judge Janet Protasiewicz, she's been criticized for over-signaling how she would rule. She calls it uh, her talk about her values on abortion and then also on lawsuits that are challenging the legislative maps in Wisconsin. In the debate Tuesday... She is defending statements that she's made specifically on the latter, this issue about uh, how the legislative maps are drawn in the state. And you're going to hear her talk about that. And then former Justice Kelly pushing back on that, her opponent in the race. It's a little bit of a long back and forth here, but listen here for these candidates. Judge Protosiewicz laying out her defense of the position that she's been taking. And then Judge Kelly pushing, uh, Justice Kelly pushing back on her. If a challenge is filed... Republican lawmakers would be sure to argue those maps meet requirements under state and federal law. How could they expect to get a fair hearing from you and the appearance of fairness to the public considering your criticism of their maps? Well, I think the map issue is really kind of easy, actually. I don't think anybody thinks those maps are fair. Anybody. In 2011, Duke University said that the Wisconsin maps are really the playbook for the worst gerrymandered maps in the country. And now they're even worse. So we know that the maps are not fair. We have battleground elections. We know they're not fair. But the question is, am I able to fairly make a decision on a case? Of course I am. It's what I've spent my entire career doing. I follow laws I don't always necessarily like or agree with. You follow the law. That's what you do. I can assure you that every single case that I will ever handle will be rooted in the law 100%. 
You look at the dissent in that MAPS case. That dissent is what I would tell you I agree with. Well, there you have it. I think she's just told you how she would resolve the case. See, this is the problem that you have when you have a candidate who does nothing but talk about her personal politics. She's already told each and every one of you how she will approach this. And although she says the formulaic words that she will follow the law, she's never said one thing in this campaign that would lead to any reasonable belief that that's what she would do. So there you have that back and forth between the candidates for state Supreme Court, Judge Janet Protosiewicz, uh, circuit court judge here in Milwaukee, and former Justice uh, Dan Kelly there talking back and forth about this issue of who's out there more trying to signal what their what their rulings will be. But don't we know, can I push back on that a little bit? Don't we already know this? I mean, what are we we're arguing semantics over something we already know. We already know where he would vote on the, or vote, which way he would rule on this. We know which way she would rule on this. It's interesting because, again, you're so not he can supposed say to. He, that, we, that he doesn't know, but we know. Every, every, everyone knows, just like we know what she's going to do had she said she didn't know yet. I think that's why voters find it frustrating because I think voters would just as soon have the candidate say, yep, this is what I would do specifically in that case. And then he, they become a representative. <laughs> well, right. And that's, that's the difference. <laughs> yeah, There's a separation right. of powers yeah, yeah. between our branches of government. But you see this during the U.S. Supreme Court nomination or confirmation hearings as well, right? Lawmakers trying to pin nominees down and nominees saying over and over again, well, I can't say how I would rule, Senator, in any specific case. I can tell you this, that, or the other about my judicial philosophy. Right. And as we said, Judge uh, Protosiewicz has danced around that by saying, well, these are my values, but I'm not saying exactly how I would rule. Here's why it's prohibited conduct. According to the state judicial code, so this is the code that governs the behavior of people on the bench, and the specific code is SCR 60.06. A judge or judicial candidate shall refrain from inappropriate political activity. And then here's how it's defined. Uh, With regard to promises... A judge who is a candidate for judicial office shall not make or permit others to make in his or her behalf promises or suggestions of conduct in office which appeal to the cupidity or partisanship of the electing or appointing power. A judge shall not do or permit others to do in his or her behalf anything which would commit the judge or appear to commit the judge in advance with respect to any particular case or controversy or which suggests that. If elected or chosen, the judge would administer his or her office with partiality, bias, or favor. Has that not occurred here? Hmm. These are my personal values on abortion. I think this should be legal. I think this, I think that. But but I didn't tell you how I'm going to rule on that. But you know what we should do? Then? I think the maps are all I, garbage I, and they're terrible. I know Everyone agrees it. on that, but I'm not going to tell you how Then you know how, they, you, know, you, you know how you fix it? Then you appoint them. You don't have them run and become politicians because that's what they are now. They run and they have a lot of special interest money. Everyone's got donors and all that, and that's what they become. So that's what they are. They are now politicians campaigning for office rather than actually being a jurist. See, you you sold me on that. And I generally think people electing officials is probably probably gets us closer to the process, right? Makes those officials more accountable to us. But in this case, it's caused this situation where what voters are asking for is i want to know what i'm getting here out of out of former justice kelly or i want to know what i'm getting here out of judge protosewitz because i have strong views on abortion one way or another and i want to know who's who's in my camp on that and yet the judicial code prevents them really from talking about it so they've danced around it perhaps Mm -hmm. one better than the other in terms of the dancing well right but that's all it is is dancing i guess that's my point is that we already know 
We because and this has been created this way. I mean, the 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 parties, the all of the groups, everyone involved in this has created this. It, the voters didn't turn it into this; they did. And I think one might be poised to question, well, what really is the harm then? Let's get rid of that part since we know they're candidates for office. Let them go ahead and say how they'd rule on certain things. I'll tell you why I think that's a bad idea coming up next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Okay. Twenty-two on Wisconsin's Morning News this Wednesday morning. 855-616-1620 is the Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. 855-616-1620 if you have something to offer the conversation today. Talking about the race for state Supreme Court and why the candidates are prohibited, according to the Judicial Code, from outlining specifically how they might rule on any case that would come before them. And I've suggested that I think voters would love to hear them say that, but there's good reason why they don't and shouldn't. Here's the analogy I was trying to think of, because I like, I like analogies, and I like to try to sort of lay that out. Mm-hmm. So here's the analogy that I came up with. Okay. Okay, you got kids my age, uh, my kid's age. Yep, yep. School calls home and says, hey, caught your kid vaping today at school. Your kid's in big trouble. We're going to have a meeting tomorrow at school. We want you here at 8 o'clock. One, one or both of the parents will lay out everything that happened. But uh, 8 o'clock tomorrow, we're going to have this meeting and let you know everything. But we just want to make you aware Mom and dad, that your kid was caught vaping at school today. Oh, terrible. Yes, thank you for calling. Principal Shinlinden, whatever, right? <laughs> kid walks in the door at 3 o'clock. You're grounded for a month, right? Mm-hmm. Except you make that decision without knowing any of the details. Based on, I think vaping is bad, and I don't want my kid to vape. But what you don't know is what, what is the case against the kid? So you go to that 8 o'clock meeting tomorrow. I got a lot of questions. Okay, first of all, ask the kid, were you vaping at school? Like, let's start Mm -hmm. there. Do you deny it or no? And that doesn't mean they did or they didn't. It just means that's a piece of the puzzle. Uh, Were you vaping or were you holding a vape? Was it like your friend's vape and you had it? Like, but were you actually doing it? What was in there? Was it bubblegum juice? Was it bubblegum juice and nicotine? Was it, like, more serious drugs? Were you... In a bathroom stall at the school or were you just walking? Like all of these things are not known at the time. So I would not, as a parent, issue that punishment. You're grounded for a month without knowing all of the other mitigating factors. Mm. Therefore, that's why I believe, like that's my analogy to why you can't have judges saying, well, I'm anti-abortion. So therefore, I would go ahead and overturn the state's 1849 law when it comes before me because, you know. Or, or not do that, whatever, because you don't know what's being litigated in front of you. You don't know the legal arguments that are being made. You don't know whether the plaintiff makes his or her case or doesn't. You don't know what witnesses might be called, what information might now, be called. Now, there is a lawsuit pending that will eventually like yes. get to the high court, but I know what your point And is. when it gets to the high court, then you'll have all that information upon which to base your judgment, which you are supposed to do rooted in law, not your personal well, opinion. Hold on. Let me, okay, let me right, turn this back on you a little bit. Okay, you have twins. Yeah. Say one of your twins is on the robotics team. Okay, that say, actually did occur. Okay, and say your other twin hangs out with kids that vape all the time. Okay. And you get a, a, the call from Principal Shinlinden, and Shinlinden says, hey, one of your twins, I don't know which one, but one of them was caught vaping. <laughs> right. Which one do you think is the one that vaped? The one that hangs out with all the vapors or the one that's on right. the robotics team? Okay. Same rule applies here. You know where these two fall on everything 
We know where they will glean on everything because we have politicized the state Supreme Court. That's how it works now. So one can say, oh, I don't know how I'm going to rule on a case yet. But you know, but just you know, watch the commercials. You know they are politicians. On the old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. So what is the penalty for them doing that, meaning violating the judicial code? And if there is none, then that's the problem. I do think that's interesting because the State Bar Association apparently has not stepped in in any way to flag that. I don't know what their what their options would be. Maybe issue because a warning. Because they have the same analogy. <laughs> right. <laughs> they talked about the twins, too. <laughs> right. Maybe issue a warning. Maybe take some sort of disciplinary action, but it has seemed heretofore unwilling to do that. So I think Judge Protasiewicz, more than Justice Kelly, although he, too, has had his indications of where he might fall on things. I don't things. know. He might rule against gerrymandering. I don't know. Right. Come on. He's not going to rule against the, the maps as they were if that were to come up against. that. They We all know that. But wouldn't you agree Judge Protasiewicz has gone further in detailing abs, abs, her personal absolutely. ideology than any candidate we've I, seen before? Yeah, absolutely. And sure. I think she took a calculated risk. She thought, all right, at worst, maybe I get a slap on the wrist, but I'll already be a Supreme Court justice right. because well, the primary issue that she's pushing is her stance on abortion. And my prediction is, based on the gubernatorial election, based on public polling, if people are paying attention to that, and, and average voters are not paying attention to gerrymandered maps, because one, they don't understand it, they don't anything about it, and maybe you could make them care if they really paid that much attention, but what they're really paying attention to is abortion. Sure. And I think she took a calculated risk here to go way out there and tell you exactly how it's going to play out, and I think she will end up benefiting from that. Because that's what voters want to hear, regardless of the judicial code. 827 on Wisconsin's Morning News. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Yeah, go ahead and read that text here. We'll close the conversation on this. From the old National Bank talking text line 855-616-1620 from the 262. I think you're not stating the bigger issue. We have a legislature. Judges are not supposed to legislate. Absolutely. And I think we all agree on that. Well, no, we don't. Well, it's I, okay if they legislate as long as they legislate in favor of my position. Right? Then well, no, we need guess, the court to do the right thing. Again, and I, I said this earlier, I, I don't blame the voters for that. That The legislature, the, the state governments across the country have made that a tool. They have turned this, the high court into a tool, not us. Because everything gets yes, litigated. Yes, and they know that. So now they, they uh, that's why these are so hotly contested now. Wasn't always this way. Not that they weren't important 25 years ago or whatever. Everything gets litigated. Yes, and everything gets litigated now, so they know that. So it's another tool. So sometimes you don't have to legislate. You just have to hope it gets to the high court for them to decide. Right. And the one part of that you folks don't understand, I remember my, one of my kids got in the car one time and had a question about the Supreme Court. Well, the Supreme Court's going to do this. I'm like, well, that's not a case that's currently before the Supreme Court. The nine justices in the U.S. Supreme Court, the seven here, don't just wake up to today yep. and decide today we're going to make a ruling on marijuana legalization like it has to come before them in some sort of fashion and it's what what exactly is being litigated what's being laid out in these cases uh, is not known until that case gets there at the time and it's why they need to be cautious but again i think voters would probably rather hear one way or another who matches up with my ideology and that's what's playing out here in wisconsin 832 
on Wisconsin's on Wisconsin's Morning News this Wednesday morning. All the things that we talk about on the program and the four hours we're on the air every day. We got news, we got some politics, we have deep dives into things, we have crime. A lot of serious issues, Eric, that we discuss on the program, and rightly so. We got another one, too, coming up. Actually, Eric has an interesting walkthrough on if former President Trump is, in fact, indicted. What would that scenario, what scenario will play out in terms of how is he, quote-unquote, arrested? When does he have to report? Would there be a perp walk? Yes, all of those questions. So an interesting walkthrough on that is still coming up. But what is the number one thing, (laughs) the number one thing that people have approached me about in the last 24 hours since I brought it up yesterday on the program? You know what's funny is that I know that you're not kidding. (laughs) Right, look at my my Facebook, look at my Twitter. Look at my Instagram. I'm assuming it's your your deodorant stick. The deodorant scandal. Bullseye! (laughs) Number one thing that anybody wants to talk about. Some of it had to do with the sound effects, which, okay, fine. I can do that for you The sound effects were pretty good. Just to reset, so I bought a twin pack of deodorant, okay, at a major local retailer. And it's the same kind I always use. It's a solid stick, right? And... So it comes in a little saran wrap thing or cellophane thing, and you got to break it apart, and then you have the individual sticks, right? So I took that apart the other day, and I open up. One deodorant stick feels heavier than the other. So I open up the light one, and I popped off the top, the cap, and then it has that little hat that the deodorant wears, right? The little thing that you yeah. boop, and you got to pop that off, and now you have your stick, and then you go to the bottom, and you... It comes up out of the thing, you know, like a little ice cream cone, and then you slack that on, and you're all set to go for the day. <laughs> the only sound effect I don't, I don't think is right that's on the, the money s- is the armpit one. But that's anyway, the sound we're... that it makes when you <laughs> apply to the pit. Okay. <laughs> all right. So I go to the bottom of this thing. I take the hat off. Nothing's happening. I look inside. There's nothing in it. <laughs> no, Empty. No deodorant. I have, a, I have a container that should have deodorant in it, and there's nothing in there. And it's not like it had been in there and fell out or something like It's clean. I wonder if it's like the last one that goes through the machine. Maybe. Something. Clearly something in the assembly line there's has occurred There's a bubble here. in the line that normally yep. shoots the stuff in, and it's the perfect size of an exact size of a... Container. Because it's going down the thing, and it goes down the belt, and then when it gets to the thing where they put the stuff in, it's... All right, now I'm there. I got you now. You're there in the plant? (laughs) Yes, I am there at the plant. And it just keeps on going down. So clearly the one right before it, because they were packaged together, got the stuff. Mm -hmm. The other one didn't. So I'm left with this empty deodorant thing, and we've discussed what we should do. My wife did call in with a uh, point of contention yesterday as she occasionally well, listened to the program. The options were return it, do nothing, or call the company. Right, call yes. The brand. That's what we laid out, right? Or blow them up on social media. Yeah, that was yeah. option four. Tag it. Yeah. I've ruled out option four for sure because I like to give a company who's made a minor mistake here an opportunity to make it right. Mm-hmm. So before I go like squawking on Twitter, like, I can't believe I'm outraged. Hey, that what's the, the deal with what's this? The, I noticed what, there's nothing in here. It's supposed to have stuff. What are you guys it? doing over there? Uh, hello. <laughs> right. Not going to be that guy. Till I, I reserve the right to be that guy. <laughs> we'll see how this <laughs> plays I, that's out. Right. If I, I don't get, get what I want sure. out of this. Makes sense. So that one's off the table for right now. Do nothing, also off the table. 
Like I've decided to, to make a deal of this. So that left us with return to point of sale. So going to the store or contact the company. I was anti point of sale just because I initially stated that I didn't have the receipt. My wife who does the majority of the shopping happened to hear that part of the show. She's like, I have the receipt. You idiot. Here, I give this to you. Go back to, you know, wherever. Let's go do it. And yeah. get a new one. And you're like, this isn't even a story. See, I said, I no, no. I don't like that. We write the show. Yeah. The show would like for me to follow up with the company to see what we can get. Mm-hmm. So I've posted a picture of it on my Twitter and my Facebook and Instagram so you can see what I'm dealing with. But I have thus far concealed the brand. Because, again, I don't want to blow them up just yet. Yeah. But you can see what we're dealing with there. But now we've decided we're going to go to the company and see if maybe I can get a little something out of this. Yeah, like, and, and what would we expect? If you if you go through the company, you would expect that they will immediately reach back out. We're so sorry. To a loyal customer who approaches yes, them nicely yep, yep. and says, I enjoy your product, yep, yep. I use it. Mm-hmm. They'll probably offer you a six-pack. That's what I'm looking for. Or I want more than just one for a my voucher, trouble. Maybe a, a coupon voucher would be worst-case sure. scenario, I think, right? That'd be worst-case scenario would be a voucher. What I'd, really, what I'd really love to receive is a box in the mail that comes to my house and there's like six sticks of deodorant in there. Yeah, and, and then maybe a shirt or a <laughs> duffel bag. <laughs> Duffel bag. Like, I don't need a you shirt. you have a headband that you could wear when you work out because you work out a lot. I do. You could have the headband or wristband. All right, bands. I would do that. Fine. Whatever they want to send All me. kinds of stuff. Merch. We want merch. <laughs> On the old National Bank talk and text <laughs> line, your time is worth more than a $5 stick of deodorant. This person has called me petty. I'm not petty. I just want, like, I'm going to make something of this. <laughs> So I went online. Oh, I, I don't want to call. There's an 800 number on the back, but I don't like to call people because I don't know what I'm going to get there, and then I don't want to sit on hold and whatever. So it has a whole thing here, and you can email the company. It says, please tell us the reason for your inquiry. And I have two, two choices here. I have a question or I have a concern. What it's, do I have? It's a concern. I have a concern, yeah. right? And then the next question is, please give us some more details. It's about a product or it's about the business or brand. Product, right? It's about a product. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then your details. All right, I'll have to put my name, address, all that other stuff in there. Then it asks for like the barcode, some other identifying Okay, sure. Things. Yeah, makes sense. And then it uh, asks, how often do I use the product? Every day. Daily. Where do you usually buy the product? I can offer that. Name of retailer. Give us some more details to help us respond so there's a spot where I'll be able to write it out. Well, what if, you need to be able to send a picture. Pictures slash attachments. Perfect. Boom. I can upload exactly. This Perfect. is what you. This is what I picked up here at the store. Empty. Right. Nothing you, in it. You will receive a response for sure. I, I bet you are not the first person who has received the deodorant stick without the deodorant inside. They probably have an automatic send back. You'll get your duffel bag maybe, I don't know, next week, 10 I'm, days. I'm getting a duffel bag. What do you? What's your prediction on what I get? I think I get... I well, think I'm with you. I have low expectations. I think I get some vouchers for yeah, that's what for I, a freebie. I got to go to the store and it pick would it be up. nice if it was a little bit more than that. I have high. <laughs> I have some hope though that it's a care package full of all the stuff you mentioned. Yeah, they need your address, so which you give them and all yes. that. So yeah, so I'm I'm hoping a little something something. So appreciate all the advice that I've gotten <laughs> both on the. Old National Bank talking text line and on the social media. And if you need to, you could threaten to go to a different deodorant Not yet. maker. Not yet. Yeah, that's right. Hey, if this doesn't work out, I'm going I'm going right back to wherever. Also, what's interesting is the number of people who believe I'm using Old Spice. <laughs> I just said it once. I was just kidding. M- many, many of the responses <laughs> say, hey, just take your Old Spice back to the store. Yeah. It's not that one. 
but I will report back to you. 844 on Wisconsin's Morning News. thing on the deodorant. A number of people have texted suggesting I'm somehow greedy because I want more than I deserve or anything like that. <laughs> I, love the, I love the reaction of this. It's, it's not It's not the lens I'm looking at it through. I'm, I'm a loyal customer of a product. I plan to have a polite interaction with a company whose product I buy regularly and I'm interested to see how they respond. Right. If they send me one stick, then they send me one stick. Fine. If they say like, hey, thanks for reaching out. We want to make it good. We want to send you six sticks of deodorant. Would it be better right. if, you know what most people do? And they then you blow know what? I'll never not, right. And I'll you never would, not buy that again. Right. I'm offering this company of whose product I like to to make it right and to make me an even more loyal customer. <laughs> so maybe they're doing, maybe calling they're you petty. <laughs> call me petty. One guy called me a greedy ass. Like, <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. It's my, deodorant. Like, my goodness. Maybe they'll replace it. Maybe they won't. Like. Some of you are taking that last segment a little bit too seriously. Automatically assuming that you're outraged. So yes. You, you're not outraged. I'm it's not. just the automatic assumption. Yes, that you I are. realize robots make mistakes. <laughs> so if if I get nothing from this, is it going to ruin my life? Probably not. But I will report back to you. What do we know about so Tuesday came and gone, Eric, and yes. President Trump, despite his prediction, was not arrested. No. However, uh, the possibility of an indictment is looming. I thought you had some interesting information this morning, uh, walk through on how it could look if an indictment against President Trump is returned in New York. Yeah, so Politico has some great insight on this. So is he going to be indicted? Well, we don't know yet, but it appears very likely. Now, it's possible, says Politico, for the grand jury to vote against charging Trump, but grand juries rarely decline to indict. So the expectation is, given everything that they've done already, they did offer to interview Trump. That did not happen to what they needed as far as information goes. But when that goes through... I'm not a lawyer, but right, I don't think I care to sit before the grand jury that's right. really there with a the prosecutor trying to indict me. Right. So anyway, no, thank so you if, on if that, that one. You know, going after Trump for the indictment or for the grand jury would indicate that they'll likely have a charge. So what does the grand jury vote entail? After prosecutors finish presenting witnesses, an assistant DA will tell the 23-person grand jury which charges they will be considering. The grand jury will then leave to discuss the case, vote on it. If they have 12 or more jurors voting yes, then that means, yep, indictment. And that will be placed in an envelope, sealed, stamped by a clerk. And then how will we know? Well, once the indictment is stamped, the DA's office will notify an attorney for Trump that he has been indicted. At this point, Trump is free to make that information public if he would so choose. So it's possible he would be and the he first would. to find, and you would assume that he would, right? So will he be arrested? Will there be a mugshot? How will this work? Well, because the case is considered white-collar, the DA's office will ask Trump's attorney when he plans to come to New York to be arraigned. The so... Law Hang on, because I think we talked yesterday about what does arrest mean to most people, and maybe it is what we see in, in, in the Law and Order yeah, with Law, or whatever. Yeah. Like he's having a the, nice dinner in the dining hall there at Mar-a-Lago, right, with a couple of buddies after golf, having his Arnold Palmer and a tuna tuna melt, <laughs> and a couple of couple of guys in suits come on in. Uh, sir, you're going to have to come with us. We can do this. We can do this the easy way or the hard way. You what, have the what? right to remain silent. What is this? What you see them? <laughs> what? Yeah, Slap gets, the cuffs on. Pulled off. No, so it walk won't, them out. It, it do won't the, be would, like that. 
stuff him in the car with the hand over the yeah, head. Yeah, push right. his head in to make sure. So that is not happening no. is what you're saying. The law does not require a defendant to turn himself in within a specific time frame, so the timing here is flexible. So whenever he does come to New York, and we're told ABC is saying that he would likely come pretty quickly, uh, but whenever he comes to New York, he and his attorney will report to the DA's office where Trump will be arrested and booked, which means he will be fingerprinted, he'll have his mugshot taken, and I have all money on uh, wearing tie and suit for the mugshot. Right? Big red tie and a big smile. Right. Uh, he may also get DNA swab, but it's unclear how the Secret Service protection may affect some of that process. He'll then be taken to a judge. Now, here's what's interesting, where the DA's office will ask for the indictment to be unsealed. It is possible that he'd be handcuffed when he is transported from the DA's office to court. It's a short walk away within the same building. I have a hard time believing they would cuff him. Me but, too, and actually... it's possible... Now, again, back to our previous conversation about who's supposed to be political and who's not. All of the folks involved in this are political, including the prosecutor. So the last thing the prosecutor wants to do is hand the former president exactly what he wants, that image of, look what they've done to me. They've put me in handcuffs. He didn't want that any more than... Right, exactly. So that actually would serve Trump, I I would say... And his thing of this is a political witch hunt and look at what they've done to me. They've handcuffed me. I'm your yeah. former president. Uh, at this point, he'll be arraigned, which means he'd have to enter a plea of guilty or not guilty. Then he'll be released. So there, this is a non-bailable charge. So there would be no bail. Uh, they would set his next court appearance, usually for the defense and the prosecution, to discuss additional steps and then figure out a discovery process. And then after that, he would most likely return to his home in Florida or wherever he would want to go. He could leave after that point. Back to the Arnold Palmer and the tuna melt. Yeah. But, you know, in ABC's reporting that there would, there's an anticipated spectacle, if you will, that, you know, he's not just going to go and secretly do this in the cover of night or anything right. like that. No, it's going to be a thing. He he's wants, gonna, it, wants yeah. it out in the open. And he wants people to be out there. So then, what about this trial? When could this happen? How long would it go? Well, it's going to be a while. Although the indictment may or may not be hours or days away, a conviction or even a jury getting to decide this case is still many, many months from now. Yeah, that's James Sample, a professor at Hofstra. He says that it actually other legal issues for Trump could happen even before he would ever be in court for this case. At least that's his prediction. By the way, that didn't have a little bit of a Jimmy Kimmel sound, did it? You Unanimous to... opinion here between... Let's, here we go. Let's play it again. Although the indictment may or may not be hours or days away, a conviction or even <laughs> it a totally sounds like Kimmel. Totally. Where's the punchline? <laughs> yeah, you thought I was doing some one of a stand-up. <laughs> I kind of did when, he, when I first heard his voice. <laughs> What's Jimmy Kimmel got to say about this? No, that wasn't Kimmel. That wasn't very funny. That was a guy named James Sample, a professor at Hofstra. So now we wait. And uh, there had been some reporting that it is still expected by the end of the week, but you can anticipate that there will be something. And then whether or not there are protests, well, the the former president is calling for protests. I found this soundbite to be very compelling and interesting to me. This is the former vice president. This is Mike Pence being asked about the protests and what could happen this week and his reaction to it. The Constitution provides the right to peaceably assemble. Uh, But I think in this instance, I would discourage Americans from engaging in protests if, in fact, the former president is indicted. (laughs) Do you ever think you'd hear a vice president or former vice president say something like that? It's an amazing time we live in now. 8.56 on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station.
8.59 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Just before the top of the hour, we'll hand it over to Steve Scafidi for the next three. Yeah, talk some politics. Big uh, debate yesterday. Big in quotes because I don't know if anybody watched any of it or <laughs> no, maybe heard much did. about it. The audio isn't even good. The audio quality. Yeah, I mean, the stories, <laughs> that, that, were, today. The stories that were written about covering the event are, are interesting because there's there a lot of uh, back and forth between the candidates accusations of lying and all that stuff so i guess my question for my audience is anything changed with that debate and i think the answer is no but we'll see what people have to say about it see i struggle with this because i agree with you that debates are super boring and it doesn't change anyone's opinion at the same time i don't want them to stop i feel like they're important to have i don't want them to stop i want real debates not what we get now that's my take well, and outside of the judicial arena, because Eric and I talked about how difficult that is because they're really not supposed to talk about how they're going to rule on any specific case, even though as voters, that's exactly what we want to know, right? Right. Who it, aligns with my personal ideology? It's it's the battle between modern times and tradition, right? We traditionally had all these debates among candidates, and now maybe that, that time is over. We have such great access to the candidates now. We have an overwhelming number of, of ads on TV. Do we really need this? So we'll talk about that in the 9 o'clock hour. Steve Scafidi is next on WTMJ.